It's time for Bourbon with Friends, the bourbon podcast that never takes itself too seriously. Pull up a chair, grab a glass, and remember, a bourbon with friends can change the world. Here we go. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for joining another episode of Bourbon with Friends. I'm Paul, joined with, by Connor. And today we have one of our ver- very best friends, Chris, is joining us. And uh, we're going to have a little fun on the show. Chris, what's up? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> this is like the third t- time we've tried to start a, sh- a podcast. <laughs> and honestly, like we should have known this because whenever the three of us get together, the shenanigans come out so fast. We should have known. It goes hey, guys, sideways should, really quickly. Yeah, we should have talked for like 30 minutes and gotten all the shit out. And so we could actually have been professional. But at least we have some we have some funny clips that we could clip up on put, put on social media, though. <laughs> Some behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, behind the scenes. Connor, what's up, buddy? How you what's doing? What's going on, everybody? I'm doing. I'm doing great. It's it's a great day. It's a it's a. Um, I'm happy to be alive. It's always a good and, day. Uh, thanks for that. So this is going to be a kind of a fun episode. The three of us are going to give you some recommendations. You should probably pick something completely different that we're going to do, but we are going to each recommend something that uh, a TV show. We're we're not we're. We're going to recommend one, a TV show, a movie, and a book uh, that we really enjoy right now. Uh, and then kind of give you some good summer, either cocktail or whiskey uh, drinking ideas that we're on right now. Kind of getting later into the summer. It feels weird to say that, but we're already halfway over halfway through July. August is going to be here and football season's right around the corner. Can I get an A? Hell amen? yeah. I am so excited for that. Uh, but it'll be fun. Uh Probably a lot of shenanigans, and uh, it's uh, it's a good time. But before we do that, Chris, why don't you kind of update? Because you've been on the show a couple times. I have a feeling you're going to be on the show a little bit more going forward. So and why don't Chris you kinda... is a two-time Bourbon Ball attendee as well. That's important to note. Yeah, she's a... Uh... I'm here to support. <laughs> <laughs> By support, she means enable. Well, you know. After after three drinks, like the three of us should not hang out together because we will probably break something, and we tend That's to true. always do break something. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's amazing. Scotland stood breaking hearts. I oh, I do remember <laughs> the one funny thing. I do remember we left the bar and we were walking. I was walking you back because my car was was parked by where your apartment was. Yeah, and someone said something to you, and you were about to kick their ass. <laughs> So I'll be honest, like when I drink, depending on what I'm drinking, I guess, or I don't know, but I will want to fight people. And so I always have to I'd be I've never careful. seen that side of you. Yeah. I, um, but it's like something that really has to like, like trip my trigger, I guess. Um, cause generally I'm a pretty happy drunk. Like I'm, yeah. I'm pretty like fun and like easy going. I agree um, with that. But there are a lot of there are a few times when someone will like really look at me wrong. Even <laughs> just like ready to fucking happened. throw down. All, all of a sudden, like we're walking and she turns around. She goes, "What's your problem?" And I was like, "I, I thought was like, she was oh, saying shit. something to me." And I'm like, <laughs> "So I just walked by and she's like fronting up like this dude." And I'm just like, "I've known like Chris in person for three days. Like, what am I supposed yep. to do here?" And the, yeah. and the dude just stood there and just shocked silence. And I'm just, I'm just like, I'm just like, come on, let's go. 
I was like, oh so, my God. move along, bitch. Yeah, can, we, can we? I'm trying not to get into a fight tonight. Can we like not do I know. that? I know it's, it's not often that I get that way, but every now and then someone will look at me wrong, and I'm like, it was because it was windy, I think, and that would just put it put you in a bad mood. I guess probably. It was a it was a funny time though. We Facetime Connor a lot. I was at a bar here in Dublin, and um, Ohio. Yeah, sorry, I'm in Ohio, so I was in Dublin, and there was a couple of, like, I don't know, late 40s, early 50s guys, I think, that were, like, sitting beside us at the bar, and they turned around and said something about, hey, ladies, and I turned over and looked at him, and he goes, oh, not you, we're talking to the young ones, so I was, like, with my other girlfriend, who's a couple years older than me, and, like, they looked like they were 17, 18 years old. It's about to go down. So... He said that, and I turned and looked at my friend, and she goes, Carissa, don't fucking do it. Like, Carissa, don't. And I was like, no. <laughs> I can turn around and look at that dude. And I said, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> and just was like, please, please don't do this tonight. And I was like, okay, I'll stop. <laughs> Jeez, what did he say to that? What happened after Nothing. that? Nothing. He was like, "Oh, I didn't mean it that way." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Yeah, you motherfucker." So that <laughs> Connor, was fine. Connor, I would have been like, "Been like, do it, Carissa, do it. <laughs> buy, buy all <laughs> your, <laughs> all your drinks are free tonight. Go fucking kick his ass." <laughs> and then when when you got up, we'd have been like, "Oh shit, grab you now." Be like, "Buddy, God, she she got the look, the crazy eye." I'm just saying. I'm like, look, I, I'm only thirty. I'm not old. I always joke. That's that what I'm, I'm saying. I'm obviously not, but dude, you go to bed at like eight thirty. You're the oldest person here. I don't think that's true. I will go to bed at like not 10 you. O'clock. No, no, no. I was talking oh, to Connor. Connor does. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I'll go to bed well, at like I... ten. However, if I'm reading a really good book, I will stay up. At, if like it sucks me in, I will stay up until like two a.m. But two a.m. is always my cutoff time, especially if I have to work. I'm like, oh, I should probably go to sleep. So, but I don't yeah. stay up for anything else unless I'm reading. <laughs> only We're at the bourbon ball drinking with friends. Yeah, that's true. That's out, of bars, I'm out, out of bottles. I went to a bar right here in town this weekend. Um, North, the band North to Nashville was playing up here, and uh, the the guy who plays bass, I cut his hair every now and then, and so I knew that they were going to be up there, so I went up there and I did that. I was like out until three a.m. and I was like, I don't do this shit, <laughs> and I was like exhausted, like I was so tired <laughs> all day Sunday. <laughs> I I yeah. saw her. It was when we were doing our live, and I saw mm-hmm. she had a story, and I texted her. And I said, "Go to bed," and I got a text the next morning. She's like, "So I saw your text, and I, like, I went to bed." <laughs> and I, like, I, I don't woke even up, remember when I went to bed. I'm pretty sure I'm still drunk. I did. I woke. Yeah, I did. I woke up drunk on Sunday. I don't get. It's kind of weird though. Like when I drink liquor, as long as I stick to one liquor that night, I don't get hangovers either, which is really nice. So like, even though I was drinking all night. Like at the mm. bourbon ball, I was drinking whiskey the entire night, like bourbon. So like I wasn't, I woke yeah. up drunk a little bit driving home when I went to drive home. I was like, oh, <laughs> but I didn't get it. I wasn't like hungover. So that's kind of mm. nice. You were like, even at 30, of, I'm still going strong with that. So you were one of like half mm. the people who probably still woke up inebriated the next day. Yeah, for sure. I just didn't get enough I, sleep. Like if I don't get enough sleep, obviously, then I got so many texts and people were like, yeah. I'm ready for next year already. And I was like, my check, my check liver light is going to be on for at least six months. <laughs> time to recover. Give me some time. To I've recover. been telling myself that I'm going to like take a break from drinking since I got back from Kentucky. And I think there's been one day that I haven't had any alcohol since I got back, uh, which was probably like, I don't know, four days ago or maybe five days ago. I don't remember. Um, 
And to be completely honest, I feel like I'm just getting started. Like I don't want to stop. I want to. I want to. I've never gone on a bender before, and I'm thinking oh about boy. it. Oh boy. But when you so like when you say that though, like are you like getting hammered or are you just like casually drinking? No, I just casual just casually getting hammered. I just casually listen, getting hammered. I have a, a life saying casually dating and casually drinking. That's what mm. I do. Okay. I understand. Yep. And uh we definitely know the We first understand part. the casual dating part with you. Definitely so I understand. No that yes. Explain, Carissa. Anyway, so let's we get back get on topic. Yeah. yeah, let's get back so, on topic. Back to our recommendations, guys. Yeah. So since Carissa talked about the book, we're gonna let her start kick off and talk about book stuff. So um I have read and I really was in kind of like a book slump at the beginning of this year. So I didn't start really getting back into reading, I don't think, until March or April. Um, but I'm on book I have read let me look at my Goodreads and see what my number is right now. I oh think- boy, she writes it down. No, it just, it tracks it. Um, so I've read 31 books this year, which isn't a whole lot. Um, but I don't think I've read this... 31 books my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so not even joking. I have, there is, I'm going to do, okay, I'm going to do a solo, a duet, and then a trilogy that I'm going to recommend. Okay. Oh, so, God. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so my solo book that I'm going to recommend is Credence by Penelope Douglas. Um, it is, oh, I love that. You better quit. <laughs> it is set in Colorado. Um, it is... Chris, I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry, but I just yeah. had a, a very fun subset. Why don't you say the title of the book and Paul and I will guess what the book's about real quick. Oh, okay. So okay. go ahead. What's the, Credence. All right, go what's ahead. the title? Credence, Credence. Yeah. by who? Penelope Douglas. <laughs> Credence by Penelope Douglas. My guess is that this book is set in Colorado. And <laughs> cheater. Cheater. <laughs> it's not the only it's the only information I know. And a a husband brutally murders three of his wives. But the caveat is he then goes on Tinder. <laughs> and claims to people that they're not dead. Okay. Paul, and do you have a guess? Technically, no, I'm I'm not done. Oh, I'm sorry. And technically they aren't they they are dead, but he makes them like human dead puppets and they're still <gasps> doing things around the house for him. Wow, that's, that's how he gets sadistic. Off. That's super Credence morbid. Oh my god. By Penelope somebody. Douglas. And the credence Penelope part Douglas. is the, by Penelope Douglas, and the credence part comes into play because the cop that finally cracks the case has a big mustache, kind of like me. His last name is Credence. Okay. All right. My my that turn. Was good. That was good. That's a good guess. Uh, Connor, very good. Thank, wow, thank that was some like that was like some cabin in the woods meets Fifty Shades of Grey fucked up shit. Probably be yeah. a really good seller, actually. Uh, all right. Since you spoiled it and said it's based in Colorado, it's probably mountains, winter, steamy romance, cabin in the woods type shit. Very good. So Paul is definitely more on the right track. <laughs> um, it is about a girl whose parents uh, committed suicide. She's 17 at the time. And so she has to kind of her parents left her, you know, like gave 
her to her dad's um, stepbrother, who's like an estranged stepbrother. So she never like knew this guy. She's technically, um, or he's technically like her, her step uncle, whatever. But there's like no relation. So anyway, um, she goes to live with them in Colorado and she turns 18 in November and then they get snowed in. So basically the whole story revolves around like she's a virgin when she's 17 there's her step uncle and then the two, <laughs> his two sons. Um, it's a def, it's definitely like not for everyone. Cause it's a taboo romance, like a forbidden romance, because a lot of people are like, what the fuck? Like, so anyway, she ends up spoiler alert. If you guys don't want to hear anything about this, that are listening. Um, I'm about to tell kind of like the, the storyline, actually what happens in this book. So turn it off now, if you don't want to know what happened in the credence, um, but she ends up sleeping with all three of them. <laughs> and, oh, so um, her name was their name Connie? No. So her the step uncle is Jake. And no, no, then, was her name Connie? Oh no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, um, she got it. She got it yeah. then. <laughs> no. Connor's like, oh, there's three of you in this cabin. Him. I'm just gonna work my way through. See so, what happens. It was like so they basically I don't know. I she ends up like falling in love with the oldest son. Um, but he's a mute. He's been mute since he was four years old <laughs> due to, it's actually really sad. Okay. So fuck off with that. Um, due to I, I'll a tell thing you that happened I laugh when later. he was four. And um, so he was a mute for like 17 years. Anyway, she ended up finally leaving. Like once spring came, she went back to LA where she's from. And then six weeks later, like they found her and he talked like he was he was there for her and they lived happily ever after it was really sweet so anyway um the whole storyline though is like kind of weird like some people get weirded out about it but it's a really really fucking good book um as a whole i i loved it i blew through it like really really quickly so just Um, to be clear there are no human corpse puppets there are not (laughs) no no No, not in that one i don't think i've read any that have like human corpse puppets i'll tell you what one of my favorite books were after this okay um one of the three I a read. duet that I would 1000% recommend and I wish that I could read them over like for the first time is um, Haunting and Hunting Adeline. They're super, super dark books. So like if you have triggers, <laughs> I highly do not recommend these books. If you are someone who doesn't have any triggers, uh, they're fucking phenomenal. Um, the main character. Connor, there's probably cor- corpses in that one. Um, no, but he just like murders people. So the main, the male main character, his name is Zaid and he is like major zaddy vibes. So he's like my top book boyfriend right now. And I don't know if anyone will ever fully top him. Um, don't judge me for that. Fuck you over there, little Connie. So that it's like all about, it's like about sex trafficking. He's like a vigilante that takes down uh pedo ranks so yeah it's it's such a good it's such a good book um the female main character adeline she ends up like getting kidnapped at the end of the first book and he goes on this hunt to find her and she gets kidnapped for uh sex trafficking so it's this whole sounds like a lot sounds a lot like the plot taken Taken starring Mason. that's what i was saying thinking too all right, what's your trilogy? Uh, so then my trilogy is going to be the Ravenhood series by Kate Stewart. Oh, I forgot. Um, the Haunting and Hunting Adeline are by H.G. Carlton. Um, so my trilogy is right. going to be the Ravenhood series by Kate Stewart. It is mm. Flock, Exodus, and the Finish Line. Um, 
for Isn't that any like the of modern you, day telling of like Robin Hood. Yes. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It, that's like the whole like. Look at how it. smart I actually am. But it is so good. Um, the <clears throat> end of the first book and the whole second book like tore my heart into small pieces. And then the third book is really good because it does a lot of like back like back telling like from when the boys were younger and like kind of what started the the brotherhood and stuff like that. So anyway, um, it, it's an absolutely incredible, incredible uh, uh, trilogy. And so I would, that's another one that I wish that I could almost read over again. And then she's doing a um, spinoff series and the first book of that comes out uh, July 27th, I think. So I'll give you a review on that one when it comes. <laughs> I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you guys probably couldn't pick like, I think I've read three books in my life. Yeah. I I can at least remember. Yeah. Outside of the ones like my mom forced me to read that I never can, I couldn't remember. I I bet you guys can't pick them. Actually, there's technically five books. Huckleberry Finn. (sighs) Absolutely not. I have read, well, my mom read that to me when I was in school. Of Mice and Men. No. Green eggs and ham. Red Dawn Rising, all three Lord of the Rings books, and the American Sniper. So actually, there's another one in there. And Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Oh, interesting. Nice. Which might be the most, which might be my favorite book I've ever read. Because I'm a history nerd. And they basically like set this up that like the South was actually run by like vampires and the slave trade was so that they could hold power. And then that's how they like survived. They would feed off the slaves. And it, it was just hmm. a really cool, like historical, oh, like fiction. Interesting. Uh, and I read the whole book and then they came up with the movie and the movie sucked Awful. so bad. I was, I was yeah. almost violently pissed when it, when it came. So, and then Red Dawn Rising is like, um, it's kind of like a historical fiction, but it's basically about Russia that they're going broke and they have to like start like a war to uh, or give the fic- the facade of a war to get out of their their um, uh, their issues. It's a Tom Clancy book, which is really good. So uh, if you guys, you know, if you watch like the Jack Ryan movies that are on right now, <clears throat> mm-hmm. I, I, I don't I just don't have the patience to read. I, I just didn't, like I, I will I will sit and watch historical stuff like right now I'm watching. Um, they shall not be forgotten. Is that was it called? Um, they shall. It's called "They Shall Not Grow Old." And Peter Jackson, who did the Hobbit, and <laughs> there's that name again, Connor Peter. It did the Hobbit, Lord of the Rings. He re- digitally remastered it, and it's got like it's World War One footage in color, and like we always hear everything about World War Two. But they were the the way they're talking through World War One and the shit that they went through is almost worse than everything that happened in World War Two. Because at least World War Two was much more mechanized. It wasn't as much hand to hand. It wasn't as much like living in shit and filth. And it's just crazy to hear the stories that they talk about and survived. And I'm just like, this is hmm. insane. I mean, it was, and and like. I'll read articles and stuff as well. So like it talked about how the topography of Europe completely changed because of world war one. And like the soil is like contaminated and still contaminated from all the metal that went into the ground. Wow. And the death bogs. 
like there's like bogs and they would think you would think it was mud and you would fall into it and it would be like 10 feet deep of just dead horses and humans because oh, wow. they because if they, they you died in no man's land they didn't go clean they couldn't clean the bodies up imagine that for four years and just Ooh. getting constantly shelled it's fucking yeah. gross it's crazy that sounds terrible okay Ooh, fine, fine. my my favorite book whoops I have to read it on Wikipedia. I think your dog has to go outside. He does. Well, can you hear me? You can go let him out. and I can. Okay. Yeah, you talk. I'm going to do this. Okay. So my favorite book is actually a series of books that I read when I was a kid. Harry Potter. No, not Harry Potter. You'll never guess what these books Hunger are. Hunger Games. And you're going to make fun of me, and I don't care because they were all awesome Hardy Boys. like 10. The Hardy Boys. It wasn't the Hardy Boys. I actually Hardy read Boys, a bunch no. of the Hardy Boys mystery, the Hardy Boys books too. Actually, I did I used to about read that. Goosebumps when I was a kid, oh which I loved. God. I guess I've actually read more books than I thought. Now that I'm actually talking about reading books, yeah, like Goosebumps and those those I Spy books when you were a kid. No, well, that was probably my more anyway. My what are your books? Time frame. So my my it's a novel series. I'm reading it off oh, Wikipedia yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Not Percy Jackson. Nope. Not Percy Jackson, although I did read those in there. I was debating having that be my favorite. I like um, the movies, for what it's the worth. The movies are okay. The books are better, from my okay. from what I from what I remember. Uh, the The novel series is called Warriors, and I'm going to read you what it is right now. Right, and I it. want you to try not to laugh. Okay. And actually, try, don't even smile. I'm going to read this, and I just remember I love them, and they shaped a lot of my like seven, eight, nine, ten year old years. All right, <clears throat> maybe up to like eleven. <clears throat> Warriors is a series of novels based on the adventures and drama of multiple clans of feral cats. The series is primarily set in fictional forests. The uh, concept and plot of the pilot series was developed by series editor Victoria Holmes. Who cares? Um, the original Warrior series consists of six books. Into the Wild, Fire and Ice, Forest of Secrets, Rising Storm, a Dangerous Path, and The Darkest Hour. The series was subtitled The Prophecies Begin for its re-release with new covers. The series details the experiences of a house cat named Rusty who ventures into the forest and is invited to join ThunderClan. <laughs> what in the hell? Connor. <laughs> Holy shit! (laughs) I haven't laughed this hard on this podcast since we made fun of your toe thumb, Derek, for the first time like a year and a half ago. Oh, Jesus. I'm not done. Oh, Carissa, how are you is missing this? Is this a this? real thing? Oh, I can hear all of this. Yes, yes, yes. This uh, is a real book series. You're reading this it out is, right now. This is, this is, uh, <laughs> I promise you, this is 100% real. I, <laughs> I'm so confused. The series details the experiences of a house cat named Rusty who ventures into the forest and is invited to join ThunderClan, one of four groups of wild cats in the forest. Throughout the series, Meow. he rises through the clan hierarchy. <laughs> uh, attempting to uncover 
and later stop the treachery of his clanmate and deputy, Tigerclaw, who intends initially to usurp ThunderClan's leadership and plan later plans to take over all the clans. Shall I keep going? No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh Jesus! I need I need water. I need I need tissue. My eyes are leaking. Ooh. I, I, my eyes are leaking. That's what the that's what the book looked like. It's on Amazon right now. I'll show oh you a picture. My, oh my God! That's what it looked like right there. I remember. This brings me back to my childhood. Right there. Oh, Real book. Look. See, look at. Oh my God. Carissa. I'm seeing it. I can't. Oh my god. Mike, when did those uh, come yeah. out? All right, get Join the clan Thunderclaw. <laughs> <laughs> oh. My land. That's what they called me in high school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. oh fuck it out. <laughs> That's awful. That's a totally real totally real book series. I remember I would have, I, there's a big rock on like one of the edges of the property that I grew up on. And that was my, that was my base. That was my clan. And Kale had something else on the other side. That was, your, we, would that communicate, was your, we would communicate via walkie talkies. That was your we would meow. rock. You would meow. Yeah. No, oh. that's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. Dead. That's it. That's a joke. <laughs> I'm, I'm asking Kale. I'm gonna be like Kale. He said that you guys went on rocks and meowed at each other. No, no. If you tell him about the Warrior books, though, I guarantee he'll remember them. They shaped oh. my childhood. Wow. Oh. Wow. Wow. Shaped your childhood. <laughs> yeah. Thunder. <laughs> That's that was definitely when you said that. He's Connor's like, don't laugh. And as soon as he said that, I was dead. Gone. Awful. <laughs> I'm actually excited to watch that clip back. I'm gonna be out of Connor now. Just con- I can't. We gotta oh. clip that. And put that on social media. When you, when you just sit, talk about it and you hit hit Thunderclaw and we just both lose it. It's awful. Meow. Oh my god. Oh, so many, so like, many. How, uh, how? how does that stuff get published? Because it's it was like super popular in the early two thousands. When did it come it. out? That's Wikipedia. Two thousand three. Jesus. Yeah, that's when well, I started reading it. That's how young I was. Whatever sells, I guess. I it's, was. Oh. Fuck, what, I was in 2003, I was 20. 10. <laughs> 20. I was 10. Yeah, you, yeah, I was going to say, if I'm 17, you were 10. Yeah. I was like six. <clears throat> it was October 2000, 2003, so I was... All right, talk, tell us about your, uh, your movie for the year. <laughs> well, it's not for the year. I do have a movie recommendation, though. It's a movie I watched. Uh, I actually just watched it two nights ago. And... Uh, so the way I view life is that summer is awesome up until 4th of July. And then after 4th of July, I hate summer and I can go to hell. So I is technically that due say to temperature is that do like, what is, what is, what correlates, like what determines that I guess for you? It's just a holding and waiting period until spooky season. That's why and okay. it, I don't care for it. Okay. So in my mind, it's spooky season and my TikTok yeah. algorithm is all spooky season and that's kind of how I'm putting myself, my mind frame. Okay. A football season, stuff like that, even though there's yeah. 
football is not. So it's just a hole yeah. in between like fun summer to like fall. That, that yeah, year. it's the worst yeah, part yeah. of the year. So mentally, I'm at spooky season. So okay. uh, last uh, two nights ago with my sister, I watched um, a new horror movie called Smile that just came out in 2021. 2022, I'm sorry. It just came out last year. Oh, wait. Smile? Oh, that one? I didn't watch it because it, <clears throat> like, I think would give me nightmares. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I'll, I'll read the the description real quick yeah having spent years trying to flee her own childhood trauma by working her fingers to the bone compassionate psychiatrist dr rose cotter is used is used to treat is used to treating the most damaged and vulnerable members of society laura's puzzling case however is a different story and as unsuspecting dr cotter attempts to rationalize the dreadful delusions of the deeply disturbed young woman Hair-raising encounters with the unexplained cause the therapist to reconsider. Now she is losing her grip on reality. Can Rose deal with the ugly past and confront the smile, the unsettling grin of death? So Oof. basically, do you want me to tell you the the synopsis? Yeah. Essentially, Dr. Rose is a therapist and she um she has a like a young woman come in who's acting crazy and she tries to sit down with her and say everything's okay this this young woman's going insane and then she keeps on saying i keep on she tells dr rose that i i'm seeing things and no one else sees them and i and no one believes me and dr rose is like okay saying this therapist talk like i believe you but then she spins it and the chick is like wow you really don't believe me right now and then like it pans to Rose and then it pans back to the person and she like acts like she sees somebody and then she falls out of her seat and she's like freaking out real bad. And then she starts like, ah, yeah, kind of like being, that. Okay. And then, and then, um, Dr. Rose <laughs> grabs a phone. Dr. Rose only listening to this and couldn't have just seen like your body. That was a great <laughs> impression right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's kind of like, ah, <laughs> and Dr. Rose, grabs the emergency phone and then she <laughs> she turns around and the lady's not there anymore where she fell and she's standing right behind her and she's smiling really big that big yeah the creepy smile and then she yeah. has a glass from a vase that she knocked over and she literally cuts her face off kind of she cuts down here and her face is like this and then she cuts her throat and kills herself right in front of her and obviously this traumatizes Rose. And essentially, if you'd like me to give away the premise of the movie right now, I can. I'm going to give away the... Spoiler alert. If you don't want to know, alert. turn it off now. Essentially, there is a evil entity that latches onto trauma. Mm-hmm. And the way it, it, pa- it feeds on trauma. So it passes on from person to person through acts of suicide. So essentially, whoever witnessed the suicide now has the curse becomes, yeah yeah yeah. i understood the, that from seeing the previews not the previews i guess but like reading stuff about it so and the people who the curse passes on to <clears throat> never go past seven days being alive Sounds before like they kill grudge. themselves that's yeah seven days but most of them don't don't go past four days and the entire story is the, those four days of Rose kind of like seeing things. And it uses a lot of noises, like the music gets real loud, a lot of jump scares. Uh, but a solid story. Who, 
does the person who is cursed at the time, do they have any control over the timeline? Like where you said most of them are four days, but like some of them go up to seven. Like, is that due to them? That just That's usually how on- long Connor's dating cycle runs too. Stop. Leave him alone. We're not talking Casual about dating that. and casual drinking. That's what I do. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think so. They didn't really okay. specify. They didn't really specify. There was one guy that was in prison that had the curse, but he didn't kill himself. He killed somebody else, and a person who witnessed the murder got the curse. But he was oh, in jail, obviously. So then and he Rose lived, was on though. her fourth day. Yeah, he lived, and Rose was on her fourth day, and she learned a little bit about how it happened, and then she basically freaked out and essentially told the guy that she was the one with the curse, and mm-hmm. he freaked out, and he's like, get out of here. I, I can't do this, blah, 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 blah. Ooh. Um. And is it the more way like the movie ends is very No, it's very like jump scare. Okay. It's it's a it's a cool premise and I enjoyed it for what it was. Uh kind of rushed in some parts. And the ending, although it was pretty creepy, was kind of like any horror movie like that. It just kinda ends there's so much. Mm-hmm. Like there's just so much happening and it's so unrealistic. You're like, oh, okay. But it was kind of creepy and um I won't give away the ending, but uh, yeah, she. Uh, it, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I'd give it like a. I'd give it like a seven out of ten. Seven point three. It was pretty good, in terms yeah. of horror movies. Okay. Very good. Oh, is it my All right, turn? Paul, it's your turn. So, give us a show. Uh, yeah. So, I'm. Uh. Uh. I'm really getting kicked back into uh i don't know if you guys have seen foundation but foundation season two just came out and i'm really hyped about that it's on apple tv uh it's basically about it's kind of like uh star wars meets game of thrones meets star trek uh that's kind of like a uh an interesting mix between hmm. <laughs> but basically like this guy discovers like the fate of human history and like math and they try to change it but it's not that as nerdy as it sounds it's, it's actually really fucking cool uh but the sh- that that just kicked back on but the show that you should watch if you haven't is the diplomat with um uh carrie russell and rufus sewell uh it's basically it's about a, a girl and her husband they were both um ambassadors He's kind of really well known. She's like well known too, but he kind of sticks his nose in it, everything. And basically, she finds out didn't know this to begin with, but they send her to be the ambassador of England to test her for uh, being tapped for vice president. And like the whole thing is like her and her husband are getting divorced, but they fuck like crazy, like randomly. And it's just, he always tries to stick her nose in and helps and then hurts. And it's actually, but it's really good. It's like a suspense kind of, I'd say it's like a suspenseful romance thriller. Okay. Um, uh, so I think it's really, I think, I mean, it's really good. It's on Netflix. It's one of their most popular shows and it's coming back for season two and it ends season one ended in like a gigantic cliffhanger. Like one of the best clinic cliffhangers I think I've ever seen for like a TV show. Cause sometimes like the season ends like that was the season finale. Are you fucking kidding me? And that one ended with a cliffhanger where you were just like, holy shit. Cause you really don't know what happened to like four characters. So it's, it's, it's really Ooh. good. Hmm. Nice. And they, and Spicy. they, they play, they play 
It's it's actually kind of it is spicy, but like it's 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 weird. You don't understand like so they're like dynamic is like crazy, and then she's like throwing him in the room and like sitting on his face, crazy. It's like it's it's weird, but it's fun. Can I can I tell you some spicy news that I found Smut out? Smut on screen. Yes. But. So you know how this there's this new movie coming out called Oppenheimer or Oppenheimer. Yeah. So there's a new movie coming out called Oppenheimer, which is about the Manhattan Project, the, the developing the first atomic bomb that we dropped in Hiroshima and Nagasaki, and starring Killian Murphy, uh, Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, Robert Downey Jr., Florence Pugh, and a bunch of other people. Basically, what I heard was that there's a 15-minute-long nonstop sex scene with Killian Murphy and Florence Pugh. And you see Killian Murphy's nutsack. That's a long time to be on screen for that. Florence I already Pugh's bought my ticket. Though. I was going to say Florence Pugh is really pretty. I'm, I'm talking about Killian Murphy. I don't think who that is. Tommy Shelby. He plays Tommy Shelby. Killian Murphy. Yeah. Cillian Murphy. He also played Scarecrow in the Batman movies. It's Killian, not Cillian. It's Cillian Is it with Murphy. a C? Yeah. Yeah, it's Killian. No, it's not. It's Cillian. I've heard I just watched an interview with him today and they say Killian. Okay. He's Irish. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Okay. Isn't he in um maybe not. Is he in your favorite show? Mine? Peaky, Peaky Blinders. Blinders. Yeah. Peaky Blinders. Yeah, he's Tommy Shelby. That's what I thought. Why? Hey. Why? Because we can. Because we fucking he's, can. And if we can, we will. Greatest line of a show a, ever. He's a, uh, he's so sexy. Thanks. Tommy Shelby's so sexy. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah, that's my kind of dirty news. But, um, what's, what, what was the next part of what we're doing? That was it. That's what we were Drink. doing. Drinks. Oh, the drinks. This, is, a, this is an alcohol podcast, guys. Like, yeah, we should definitely talk about what we're on about from a drinking perspective. Right, right. Um, okay, I think I I have mine. Okay. All right, go for it. Okay. Well, mine's pretty simple, and I'm just going to say it because it is something that I drink during the hotter months because it is a sweeter bourbon. It's 90 proof. You can find it most places now, and it's moderately priced, priced anywhere from 25 to 35 bucks, depending where you are. And it just how it happens to be what we're drinking tonight. Buffalo Trace. This is what I've been drinking most recently. Nice. It's a great summer. It's This is very sweet, and it's not high proof. So it's a great summer drink because I only drink whiskey neat for the most part. But I also will use this to make a whiskey sour. It tastes good. Um, wouldn't recommend this in an old-fashioned, though. It sucks in an old-fashioned. If you're going to use an old-fashioned, pick up some Pikesville rye. That's what you should use in, a, in an old-fashioned. Um but that's what I've been drinking, Buffalo Trace. Um, I've also been hammering some Coronas as well, just to kind of venture a little bit away from whiskey when I need to. Um, and I've been smoking a lot of Monte Cristo cigars. So that's kind of my, my vices late summer. A <clears throat> Buffalo Trace paired with a Monte Cristo white vintage is uh, very good. Good. That sounds wonderful. Mm. So for like where I'm at from a summer standpoint, uh, I'm drinking a lot of Long Branch and Micker Sour Mash. So it's like 80 and 86 proof. So again, kind of sweet, not too spicy. 
I am always on the Tabac Especial Dolces. I love those things, especially because it makes me not feel like I face screwed a chimney the next morning. Uh, really good, delicious cigar, at least for me. See, I like uh, that part. Yeah, well, that's no comment. So those are two things that I'm really on from a cocktail perspective. I'm real basic. Um, I, I, but I think I like this a little bit more in the summertime. It's uh, like a brown sugar old fashioned. It's a little bit sweeter. I, I can deal with that a little bit more when it's warm out. It's not as good when it's cold. When it's cold, I just want to pour a fat, you know, barrel strength or scotch or something like that and smoke a cigar by a fire pit. <clears throat> but at 87 degrees and 72% humidity at night, fire pits aren't nearly as fun. Indeed, no. they're not. You unless get all sweaty. All. Unless Connor's <laughs> there sitting in my lap telling me about his favorite books and it, and their clans. Mm. Oh, you mean Thunderlips? Yeah. <laughs> Thunder, Thunderclaw. Thunderlips. That's what Terrible. they called me in high school. Anyway, go ahead, Connor. I mean, Carissa. Um, so my, I, like I said earlier, I'm a seasonal drinker. So I drink, uh, like bourbon and stuff in the, colder months so right now i am in my <laughs> my oh, we like, gotta vodka. break you that shit i know my vodka and tequila kicks um so my kind of like go-to cocktail is it's like a cotton candy cocktail so i don't there's not necessarily a name it's just something i kind of made up so i apologize but um i just take like cotton candy and a whatever type of like sparkling water you want and then put in the i don't know how to say it the svetka um, vodka, yeah, yeah, is that how you say it? The vodka, Svetka, yeah, S V E D K A, yeah, yeah, um, the blue raspberry one. So you put that in with either you can do like I've done orange juice too, but sometimes it makes it too sweet, which is why I do like just sparkling water. Um, the vodka, so it's but, sparkling water and blue raspberry Svetka, yes, with cotton candy. Oh. Like actual cotton, oh, candy, cotton candy, actual cotton candy in the glass, yeah. Oh. Like for like a sweetener. Oh, that's it way too fun. sweet. Well, it depends on how much cotton candy you put in. That it. sounds like a hangover. Definitely. Can you buy cotton candy at the store? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never seen cotton candy at a supermarket That's before. You don't look for it. <laughs> it's because it, Connor it's probably true. Connor's <laughs> never like gone down all the aisles in a supermarket. He'd probably be surprised. Yeah. Like, you can buy this here. Yeah, like I buy toothpaste, five things and I'm out. Toothpaste, chicken, rice, and toilet paper. That's all he needs. <laughs> and yogurts and peanut butter and bread oh, well, and okay. eggs. Uh, that's so about it, though. Things. That's yeah, all I need. Eight things. That's fine. Why would I need anything else? God, Connor needs a wife so bad. Or no, but seriously, in my, in my position, where, how I, where I am in life, why do I need anything else? No, that's like, yeah, I mean, that's like super accurate. And it's, that's, um, that makes sense. Yeah. To be yeah, honest, I, though, it's kind of funny. Like, I'm 30 with two kids, but even, like, the stuff that I buy at the grocery store, like, I don't eat a lot when I'm at home. Um, so I, like, will buy snacks for my kids. Like, I have yogurt in the house all the time because they eat yogurt, like, cereal. Um, and then, like, I buy stuff for meals at night. But, like, I don't – people always ask me, like, how do you have food in your house? Because I'm, like, I don't really go, like, grocery shopping very often. But, like, I always have stuff in my fridge and my pantry. Um, mm. but it's like, cause when you go, you stock up, I guess Costco it, like, is your friend. I do have a Costco membership. I do. So, you know, you've hit adulthood. So I I, yeah, that's true. 
So I don't know. I mean, like if it were just me, like (laughs) I would shop like you do, Connor, though. Like I wouldn't have much in my house in general. Like most of my stuff is for my kids. So yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't. I, I'm perfectly fine with eating the same thing for breakfast, the same thing for lunch, and the same thing for dinner five days a week. I, okay. Now, so fine. do you meal prep? No, I'll okay. make dinner for like that night and the next night. For I don't. Like, I yeah, hate yeah, eating yeah. Like after that. If I, if I don't have to. I'm the like, same way. I like when people who meal prep on like Sundays for the entire week, I'm like, your Friday meals gross. are gross. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's like, it. It's so gross. I'll make like some ground turkey and I'll eat it for like three days and then I'll redo something else. Yeah. No. Unless you make like freezer. Yeah. Unless you make like freezer meals, I guess that can be a little bit different. But like people who just like sort stuff out, put it in their freaking like Tupperware containers and let it sit in the fridge. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. (laughs) How do you do that? Gross. Especially with ground turkey. I I don't know. Ground beef, maybe, but turkey is. I got to eat ground turkey that day or the next day and I'm. That's it. Yeah. Especially that's because yeah. I have, I have specific meals that I make with specific meats. So ground mm-hmm. turkey is always ground turkey pasta with balsamic vinaigrette. Mm-hmm. And that shit can turn disgusting quick. Like I yeah. know ground turkey can turn disgusting quick. Yeah. Ground beef is easier because I just mix that in with rice, but yeah. uh, ground, ground turkey. Um, and then chicken is chicken. So it's what it is. It is what it is. But, yeah, that's sense. how I that's how I maintain two and a half percent body fat. And on that note, we're gonna end the podcast because I don't know how much bullshit I can take. Thanks everyone for listening. Remember a bourbon with friends can change the world. That's it for this episode of Bourbon with Friends. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave us a review to make it easier for others to find the show. You can also check us out on Instagram at BWF Podcast. Thanks for listening.